Good morning. We are so glad that you are joining us this morning at City Wall Church Online. It is just an honor to have you here with us. My name is Steph, and this is DJ. And we want to let you know that we have something for your kids this morning. If, if you're like, what do I do with them while I try watching this live stream? You can go to citywell.church slash Sunday, or you can text the word Sunday to 610-590-8550. And there you'll find a service that your kids can watch online while we're hanging out here doing this. Yeah, so if it's your first time joining us this morning, we want to welcome you and we would love for you to text the word new to 610-590-8550. And that's going to give you a quick form to fill out just to let us know a little bit about you. And it's going to give us the opportunity to say thank you for joining us and to be able to send you a gift to just, again, say thanks. Um, so, but if you've been here before, text the word here to that same phone number, just so we know that you are joining us once again, because um, it's just great to know that you've been back. Yeah, and the other great thing, if you let us know this is your first time here, we'll send you a letter uh, with some vision for Citywell and some action steps you can take. So we're not going to harass you all the time or anything like that. We're going to let you know what the action steps are and if, if and when you're ready to take them, you can choose to take them. But something else exciting coming up is our Pizza in the Park interest hangout. That's... Pizza. I love pizza. <laughs> and while, right now, what's your favorite type of pizza? We've asked this before, but like, what? I said that's true, we did. We asked this before, but like, what pizza are you like, that, this has got to be a pizza mm -hmm. in the park, and please do not say pineapple, because that does not belong on pizza. I think that does taste good, though. No. Oh, oh well, okay. <laughs> I am passionate about this. Pineapple <laughs> does not belong on pizza. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Anyway, Pizza in the Park is on May 8th, so it's the day before Mother's Day. So maybe you're like, man, I want to make sure my kitchen's clean. Or husbands, you're like, man, I want to make sure that my wife comes home to a, or gets up to a clean kitchen on Mother's Day. We'll take care of dinner for you. Right. You just need to show up. You get free pizza. Mm -hmm. So May 8th, 5 p.m., Hibernia Park in Pavilion Number 1. And... You can learn more about Pizza at the Park on Facebook. Just search Pizza in the Park uh, Interest Hangout, or you can go to citywell.church and you'll be able to find links with more information there. But we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to feed you. We're going to share vision about where we're going as a church and how you can help get involved and help launch a new life-giving church in this community. Yeah, and speaking of, of starting a new life-giving church, that requires a lot of money to be able to do that. So we've been blessed so much mm -hmm. to this point, or so, until this point, um, with the generosity of people just like you uh, that are just sold out with the vision of being able to share Jesus with people in the Coatesville area and beyond. Um, so we are just, we've been blown away by your generosity and we would just love for you to consider partnering, partnering with us if you haven't already, um, to be able to see CityWell move forward in our launch process um, this fall as we look to meet in person because that's going to require some, some different things to be able to get that started. So we'd love for you to be a part of that. If you're interested in giving, you can text the word GIVE to that same phone number that we shared or you can also um, head to the website and give that way as well. Or if you were old school, you can still send a check and all that information can be found online. Oh yeah. And 
something that hit me is that I love listening to podcasts and especially leadership podcasts. Something that hit me this week and I, I as soon as I parked texted it to Steph was uh, the podcast I was listening to just this, had this little blip and he was going over principles. And one of the principles that he said was you never have to recover from a great start. You never have to recover from a great start. That's our vision with the launch process of CityWell is we want to launch well. So we're starting out, not trying to catch up, not trying to recover. We're starting out ready to make an impact in the kingdom. And that's why we're taking the time to build a team and fundraise and why your gifts are so incredibly important is so that we can launch really well and be able to move things forward. But we always, we always often talk national days. We do, that's true. And today, did you know it's National Hug a Plumber Day? I did not know that. That one's weird. I did not. <laughs> Unless you have a plumber in your house. That could be awkward. That could be awkward. Yeah, I don't know how you even on a Sunday go out and find a plumber to hug. Right. Go to go to Giant and look for somebody with their pants hanging down too low. No. I don't think so. Anyway, it's Am awesome. I, I don't know. Walmart. <laughs> Everybody in Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, me and Walmart. <laughs> anyway, uh, today's awesome National Telephone Day. Yeah, so we celebrate telephones. Do you know who who got the first patent for telephone? Not Alexander Grinbell, I'm assuming. No, that actually is. Oh, yeah, is it? it is. Okay. You are right. Okay. You are right. But here's my question for you. Drop in the chat. What is the longest phone call you've ever been on? What's the longest you've ever talked to somebody on the phone? I don't actually know. Maybe like an hour and a half? Something like that. I don't know. I I, I don't like long phone calls. If it's more than 10 minutes, <laughs> I'm like twitching and trying to get off the phone. And so many of the people I love, love phone long phone calls. That's true. Right. So. Yeah. I, I would just, I'm not sure how long. Uh, I'm not either. a huge fun person either, but. I know I had one time I had a sister who was telling me a story and I put my phone on mute and I went away and <laughs> did other things and came back. Unmuted, made a couple grunts, muted again. <laughs> and <laughs> I was able to go 40 minutes without actually listening to a word she said and she just kept going. She knows now. She, oh no, she knew that. I let her know that day. I, I, we were working on my car. Was, I think I was like 16, 17. Anyway, what's your longest phone call you've ever been on? Drop that in the chat. We'll be right back. Good morning and welcome back or welcome to CityWell Online. We're so glad you're joining us on the live stream today. If this is your first time here, I'd love for you to just let us know. Just text the word NEW to 610-590-8550. That's going to just, you'll get a pretty quick reply with a link to a form you can fill out. 
it's gonna let us do two things. First, we're gonna send you a letter to say with the vision for CityWell and some action steps if you wanna get involved. We're also gonna include a gift in there for you just to say thank you for being our guests. No hassle, no harassment, just those two things is all you're gonna get from us. Now, if you've been here before, I wanna encourage you to text here to that same phone number just to let us know you're here. And no matter if you're new or have been here for a while, also join in the chat, especially Facebook. Facebook is really where the chat is going. If you're watching on, on YouTube, a lot of people will put YouTube up on their TV because that's easy, but jump on Facebook and engage with us there. Just say hi to somebody, let us know, engage, answer questions, ask questions, whatever you'd like. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was an abrupt change. Off to you. <laughs> <laughs> so we are just so grateful for our launch team that we have uh, so far. They have just been a great blessing to us and to the community. And um, we would love for you to be a part of our team as well. And just to see City Well really start and begin and be a part of something new that is beginning. It's just really exciting. So if you are interested in being a part of the launch team here at City Well, we would love for you to text our team so that we can give you some information about what that looks like. Um, maybe you've been watching the stream for a while and you have just not said like, yes, I am in. So we're kind of like, you know, are you in or not in? I don't really know. Um, just text the word again, team to that same phone number so we can know. So, you know, you can be in the loop about different um, events that we have or different prayer times we have or activities or planning meetings and what have you. Um, so you can be a part of those as well. Yeah. And maybe you have been watching for a while online and you remain anonymous or like just engaging some. Uh, we have a change coming up that's going to affect you for this next season. And we want to let you know about it and share a little bit of why. So what our goal, our vision has always been to launch an in-person service. And online, we, we started to meet a need. We started because we said, okay, we can't launch September 2020. Just everything was too shut down. So we pushed the launch back to September 2021. But we launched a live stream to bridge the gap in the in-between. But we've also found that the live stream is pulling a lot of resources away from building a team and create the, the stuff that needs done to get us to in person. So we're pushing pause on live streaming. May 2nd will be our last time live streaming until we go in person this fall. And then we'll, we'll start putting the service back out online again after that. Maybe not week one, because uh, week one we'll have other things we want to, yeah. But we'll be back then. But in the in-between, we want to make sure you know, this isn't because we don't care. We, we took this decision very seriously. We really wanted to consider how do we do this the best we can. And if you're like, oh man, I've been watching every week and I don't know what to do now, I'd encourage you to reach out to us. There's two different options. If you feel comfortable and are able to, uh, what we're gonna do over the next few months is do a church tour. We're gonna visit all kinds of different churches in this region and see what can we learn 
from them because the kingdom of God is so much bigger than just one church and we can learn so much from the other churches. If you say, I, I can't, or I'm not interested in being involved in that, we'd love to just introduce you to some friends of ours that have great live streams where you can engage with them until this fall when uh, we can have you back involved with us. But the kingdom of God is bigger than Citywell. And so we're not territorial, we're totally comfortable being open-handed and saying, hey, there's other great options out there. We're gonna pause because our vision is getting in person. And then uh, go, we'd love for you to jump back in if you're interested at that time. Yeah. So if you are possibly interested in joining the launch team, again, we talked about that a little earlier, but if you want to learn a little bit more uh, about us, meet us in person, and just to get to know some of the team and get a feel for what the vision looks like, act it out a little bit. Uh, we'd love for you to join us at Pizza in the Park coming up on May 8th. May. May. May yeah. 8th. Okay. <laughs> I said it with confidence and then I was like, oh no, I don't think it's right. So, it is right. On May 8th at 5 o'clock, uh, we are going to be serving pizza to you and to your kids if they want to join, if you have kids. And we're going to be meeting at Hibernia at Pavilion 1. Um, there's a playground there. It's just going to be. There's gonna... two playgrounds there. There are two. I keep forgetting that. There are two playgrounds there. So we're just planning on having a time just to hang out and uh, very informal, just get to know one another. We'll have a little bit of a time where we get to share our vision uh, with you. So you'll get to hear that. And then you'll have the opportunity to ask us any questions that you may have or um, whatever, but it's not a commitment type thing. If you come to this event, it's not like, yes, I'm definitely gonna be on the team. It's just a come and find out what it's about mm -hmm. kind of thing. So we'd love for you to join us. You can find out more information about that on Facebook. Um, if you search Sidwell Church there, um, or maybe you're watching on Facebook already, so you already know where we are. Um, or you can also find more information on the website. But if you are interested in helping us spread the word, we have some postcards too. So if you uh, know some different places that um, may be willing to hang up the, the postcard, or if you have some friends that you think might be interested, just let us know. Um, send us a text, like team, or something along those lines to that same phone number, to that phone number, 610-590-8550 and we'll be able to get you some of those to be able to share with people in the community. Yeah, don't text team to that number because that cues automatic stuff. Okay. Text postcards to that sure. number. Sure, or pizza. Or pizza. Either of those are not <laughs> Sorry. text keywords that are gonna not actually get to us. And Okay, so text pizza. Text, Let's go pizza. Text pizza. The other thing that is huge is if you can, on that Facebook event, mark going, Oh yeah, that helps us, especially with ordering pizza. That's gonna help us order pizza, but also then your friends who, maybe somebody's on the fence mm -hmm. and they have multiple connection points, but they're nervous to show up mm -hmm. and they see you're there. That makes a difference. Even yeah. just marking that, your presence may make a difference in someone else's consideration of being able to come. What makes, what's even better is if you click share. Click going, share. Yeah, but, too important. Oh, they mm -hmm. are, Huge. Or share even if you can't come. Like maybe you have something else going on. Oh, yeah. Share anyway. Share anyway. Right <laughs> yeah. So, all right, we're going to pray into the service now. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'm going to, not we. All right. So, Jesus, we just thank you um, so much for this day. I thank you that we have the opportunity and the capabilities to be able to share your word um, online with lots of people all over. And uh, we just pray as we continue to move forward with Citywell God that your hand is in it. We we want to follow you and where you lead and nowhere else, God. Um, so we just ask your blessing over this service today. I pray 
that your word uh, penetrates our hearts um, and just um, helps us to want to change to become more like you. Uh, so we um, just ask your blessing over each family that's watching this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
As a pastor, I've attended a lot of funerals. <laughs> and to be honest, some of them are, were a little crazy. But by far the craziest was like 10 years ago about all I was supposed to do. I was supposed to open, a, open the church building and then do sound for the service. And here's what happened. Four different pastors showed up. Four pastors thought they were supposed to do this funeral. And they start arguing over who was going to do the service. And that service started an hour late. I've been at some crazy funerals. And I've, I've heard people use every word under the sun at funerals. You give people an opportunity to share in a microphone, you never know what's going to happen. And I, the funerals are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. But here's one thing I've heard at basically every funeral I've ever attended. Someone says, or a lot of people say, he or she was a good person. So they are in a better place now. They were a good person, so they're in a better place. Now, everyone's a good person, and everyone is in a better place now. See, culturally, we've hit the point where we think that it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere. And I would call that feel-good theology. When we believe something that just, oh man, it feels good. It feels like it's got to be right because it feels Good. And scripture warns us against feel-good theology. Scripture warns us that people are going to come who are going to tell us what our itching ears want to hear, but it doesn't mean God said it. Culture will tell you that it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're sincere, but God never said that. And have you ever noticed how in culture it's totally fine to talk about God, to talk about spirituality. You start watching an award show, almost everybody who stands up is going to start talking. They're like, oh, I just want to thank God and my family and my friends and my producers and everybody. Spirituality is totally fine. But you start getting an NCAA championship team after the game to gather around praying to give praise to Jesus for their success. And all of a sudden the networks don't know what to do and they cut to commercial at a time that makes absolutely no sense. Or you get that same team's coach in an interview and they ask him, well, what, what do you think led to your success? And he goes, yeah, I, our motto this year was we're going to choose joy. We're going to, our purpose is going to be to put Jesus first, others second, and ourselves last. And so we're choosing joy, Jesus, others, yourselves. And you won't see that ran anywhere. Well, Jesus, people, mm, mm, they start getting uncomfortable when we get specific with our faith in Jesus. And why do people get weird when we talk about Jesus? Is it that they don't believe he existed? No, no. You won't hear people arguing, oh, Jesus never existed. You, you don't hear that argument. Maybe it's people don't like his teaching. <laughs> That's not the case either. Everyone loves Jesus. Jesus teaching, the fact that he said, you know, you should help the poor, you should love everyone, you should bless others, you should serve one another, you should forgive people. People love Jesus teaching. But it, you get weird, it gets weird for people when we get to the exclusive teaching of Jesus, the exclusive claims of Christ. Jesus did not leave room in his teaching for all roads to lead to God. He didn't. Here's what Jesus said. He said, I am the way, 
I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus said all roads do not lead to God. In fact, there is only one road that leads to God, and it was paved by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And people argue, well, aren't all religions essentially the same, though? Like, they, they all are close. Well, all world religions are not the same. And I will say, as you study different world religions, there is some truth in all of them. There's some beauty in all of them, but it is some truth and some beauty, not total truth and total beauty. Let's just take a minute and look at the different world religions out there right now. We, there's Buddhism, and in Buddhism, there is no God. There's no final existence or experience what you have is countless rebirths, rebirth after rebirth after rebirth, and you hope to someday end the cycle of rebirths. And then there's Hinduism. Now in Hinduism, there is a God, but that God is impersonal, not personal. You approach that God through deities and statues and idols. And in both Buddhism and Hinduism, there is no such thing as forgiveness from sins or supernatural help. What you have is karma. You have karma. You have you get what you deserve based on what you did. And then we have Islam or Muslims, and they worship Allah. And they do, they have this personal God. And they, they're big on there is no secondary God. There is a total ban on any type of idols. But your standing with Allah depends on your religious devotion and on your works. What you do, you Earn your place with Allah. Then there's the New Age beliefs, and that's growing in popularity around the world. There's no personal God. There's just this higher consciousness. And someday we will just become part of the universe and the cosmos, and it's all going to be wonderful. And then you have secular humanism, that, that science is God. That, that science, when science declares truth. And within secular humanism, humans, we create moral, morality for ourselves. We decide what is good and what is evil, what is sin and what is not. There's no afterlife, no anything. We just need to do the best we can here right now. Then we get to Christianity. Christianity makes the declaration that there is a personal God. And that God loves us. He loves us so much that he sent Jesus for us. And Jesus paid the price for our sins so that we can have forgiveness of sins and we have the promise of heaven with God someday. Do you see all world religions are not the same? And there may be some truth and some beauty in all of them. They can't all be true. They can't all lead to the same place. It does not work. So today my goal is to encourage you to consider Jesus. Consider Jesus. I'm not asking you to join City Well. I'm not asking you to embrace a religion. I'm not even asking you to consider the claims of so-called Christians who maybe you've seen and experienced and you've said, no, those people are narrow-minded and judgmental. I'm not asking you to consider that. I'm asking you to consider Jesus. Could he be who he says he was? 
Could he be the only path to God? That's what I'm asking you to consider today. First, I want you to consider Jesus' ministry, his ministry. Jesus broke all kinds of religious rules of his day because he loved people. We see in Mark 2, starting in verse 16, it says, When the teachers of the law and the Pharisees saw Jesus eating with the sinners and the tax collectors, they asked his disciples, Why is he eating with tax collectors and sinners? Like, you're not supposed to do that. A guy like Jesus shouldn't eat with people like that. Come on. And then verse 17, here, on hearing this, Jesus said to them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinner. Those that others despised, those are the ones Jesus loved. Those that others rejected, those are the ones Jesus accepted. Jesus went to a woman who's caught in adultery as everyone's gathering around getting ready to stone her. And he's, they ask her, like, what do you think? And he's like, you know what? Whoever's, whoever's without sin, they cast the four first stone. Jesus performed countless miracles also. His critics, though, they never challenged the validity of the miracles he did. They may have challenged his source of power, but they never challenged the fact that he was doing miracles. Jesus opened blind eyes. He healed deaf ears. He helped the mute speak. He touched lepers who nobody was supposed to touch. Nobody wanted to come anywhere near a leper. And Jesus went up and touched them and healed them and made them well. Jesus turned water into wine, which is still a huge problem for some Baptist friends of mine. He went walking on water and Jesus raised the dead. The religious leaders of his time could never challenge him doing the miracles. They just wanted him to stop because it was drawing people away from them to follow him. Now, some of you have experienced miracles of Jesus in your life. And right now, I would love, if you have, I'd love for you to drop them in the chat right now. My mom loves telling stories of, uh, like, when, when I was born, was a miracle. They didn't expect me to live. The birth was traumatic. And uh, they told her if I lived, I'd going to be brain damaged. Brain damaged. Brain. Some of you are like, that explains a lot. Anyway, here I am. She said a whole lot of prayers and God moved. I know countless other stories of people who God has stepped in at the perfect time and performed miracles in their life. They're trapped in addiction and God set them free. They were lonely and in despair and considering whether their life was even worth living anymore. And God brought them friends and a hope. Today, Jesus still does miracles just like he did in biblical times. And some of you are living proof of his miracles. You know personally what he can and will do. But I challenge everyone today, consider the ministry of Jesus. Look at his ministry. Next, I want you to consider the resurrection of Jesus. Consider the resurrection of Jesus. Something I want to make sure you understand is God loves you, but he hates sin. And rather than saying, okay, I'm just going to turn away from you because you have sin. He said, no, no, no. Instead, I'm going to come and step into humanity and live the sinless life that you couldn't live on your own to give you freedom from that sin, to pay the price for you so that you 
can have freedom, to set me free, to set you free. Jesus willingly went to the cross, and on the cross he prayed, Father, forgive them. Forgive you. Forgive me. Forgive us for the things we do that separate us from him. And then he prays from the cross, it is finished. His work was done. When Jesus died on the cross, the work to set us free and to give us a right standing with God, it was done. And as he died, the earth shook, the sky turned black, and the centurion, the Roman soldier who was there watching it all happen, he exclaimed, surely this was the son of God. And then three days later, the stone is rolled away. And here's what Peter says a little while after this, when he is talking before the religious leaders in Jesus' time. He says, you killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. We are witnesses to, of this. And I'm so thankful for the eyewitnesses like Peter, the guys who wrote and talked about Jesus' resurrection, that he rose from the dead. And over the years, people have argued that Jesus couldn't have raised from the dead. And they've made up different excuses of what could have happened instead. You say that couldn't happen. I, I would challenge you if you say you don't believe in the resurrection, I'd ask you what happened then. And some people will say, well, the Roman soldiers hid the body. Really? Why would the Roman soldiers hide the body? The Romans were struggling against this sect of Judaism that they were afraid was going to start a an insurrection. The best thing they could have done at this time was produce the body and prove that Jesus was still dead because it was shaking up the entire world. They would have loved to be able to produce a body to prove that Jesus died and was still in the grave, but they could not. Now, other people say, well, the disciples snuck in and stole the body. Are you kidding me? You're telling me 11 untrained, ordinary men, overpowered, trained Roman soldiers. They stole the body. They hid it away. They kept it secret and, and kept that secret until their death. Some of these guys, they took, they took huge losses because of the gospel. And you're telling me that they, they created the most elaborate cover-up in history. They pulled it off. And all but one of them died for their faith. Died for a lie? Really? What motive would they have to do that? After the resurrection, we see in scripture there's this one guy. He doubted. He doubted. He wasn't there to see Jesus at first. He doubted. And he said, I'll only believe if I put my hand in his side, right? Right? We call him Doubting Thomas. Do you know what he went on to do? He went on to be a missionary to India, to spread the news about Jesus to the Indian people. And while in India, doubting Thomas had a spear drove through him, bringing him to the grave. You're telling me that doubting Thomas got involved in this lie and went from doubting to declaring Jesus, even if that meant he would die for the life. No, no, Jesus rose from the grave. I want you to consider Jesus' ministry. I want you to consider his love, his compassion, his serving others. And next, I want you to consider his resurrection. He didn't stay in the grave. He conquered sin and death for you and for me. And last, I want you to consider the eternal message of Jesus. Jesus' message is that we can have forgiveness of sins and a right standing with God and the promise of heaven someday. Scripture tells us in Romans 3.22 that we are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. 
And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who you are. Did you hear that? No matter who you are. No matter who you are. Drop that in the chat right now. No matter who you are. The gospel is for you no matter who you are, no matter what you've done. The message is that there is only one way to God, and that is Jesus. And it is Jesus plus nothing. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, it's Jesus plus nothing. No amount of good works, no amount of karma, no amount of giving money to religious organizations, Jesus plus nothing is the only way to God. Jesus didn't come to start a religion. He came to start, give us a relationship with God. Religion is all about what you do. Relationships all about what Jesus did. Religion is all about me. What do I get if I do what I'm supposed to do? Relationship is all about Jesus because he did the work for me and for you. And so we respond by choosing to follow him. If you want to spell religion, you can. You can spell it with just two letters. Do. D-O. D-O. Do this. Do that. Act this way. Do this thing. Do that. that. Do, 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 do. We have enough do-do we're dealing with in this world. We don't need some religion piling on more. Relationship is spelled D-O-N-E. It is done. Jesus finished the work on the cross. He said it is finished. The work is there. You are forgiven. You have the ability to have the right standing with God. It is done. It is done. Jesus paid for it. He did the work for us. We just need to accept him. It is done. Religion is all about if I get God, if I obey God, God will love me. Relationship is because God loves me, I'll choose to obey. We can't earn God's love. He extended it already to us. But once we receive it, we choose to undergo spiritual formation as a response to his love. And you can choose religion. You can choose to live a we have to life. Or you can choose a relationship. We get to. We get to do this. Religion is obligation. Relationship, that's a response. Today, I want you to consider Jesus. Consider his ministry. Consider his resurrection. Consider his, his eternal message. Some of you embraced this message a long time ago, or even recently. I, I celebrate the fact that you have a relationship with God, but maybe you're thinking right now, I wish my friend heard this message and believed this message. I'm going to pray for your friend. Right now, what I want to ask you to do, text. Text me. Text me their name. Just 610-590-8. 550. Text their name to that number to let us know. And I'll put together a list and I will be praying specifically for your friend by name. I'll be praying that you can witness a miracle happen in their life. Now, I do want to note real quick that if you're watching this on a replay at a later time, not the live stream, can you give me context if you text that number? Don't just send a random name. Let us know why you're sending the name. But some of you embraced the message long ago, but maybe you haven't. Maybe the idea of Jesus is something that's new to you. Or maybe Jesus has just been part of a much larger spiritual contingency plan. He's a part of your religious portfolio, so to speak. I want to challenge you. Scripture teaches it we're saved through Christ alone. Peter said there's no other name given under heaven by which men 
must be saved. It's Jesus plus nothing today. You have a choice. Will you choose to continue to pick and choose and create your own a la carte religion? Or will you choose to sit down at the table and receive the offer of a relationship and of love before you ever lift a finger? Will you choose Jesus? Because not all paths lead to God. And it does matter what you believe. For it's going to impact all of eternity. Let me pray for you. Jesus, I just thank you. I thank you for your ministry. That you heal. That you, that you free. I thank you for your resurrection. That you conquered sin and death once and for all. And I thank you for the eternal message that we know that when we put our faith and trust in you alone, we have the promise of heaven. We have the promise of being with you for all of eternity. And we long for that day. Pray right now, if there's anybody listening who has never put their faith in you, that your Holy Spirit draws them to you. And I pray for those of us that are believers, that this message encourages us in our faith and emboldens us in our need to reach as many people as possible. Pray this in your name. Amen. So maybe after hearing all these different things about Jesus' ministry and, uh, you know, challenging the thought that not all paths lead to heaven and not all paths lead to God, um, but that Jesus is the only way. Maybe things really started to make sense to you this morning and you are considering Jesus and you want to accept him as your personal savior today. We would love to talk with you about that. We'd love to pray with you and we'd love to help you start this new relationship with Jesus and help you with those first steps. So if you would text the word Jesus to 610-590-8550, that will let us know that you are either ready to make that decision, you have some more questions, um, or you know, you'd just like to talk to us a little bit more about that. So I'd encourage you to do that this morning so we can celebrate alongside you. Also, if you, again, we, we want you to be a part of our team. So if you're interested in being a part of our team, you're ready to make that commitment, or if you're still interested, you're, you think you're interested, but you have some more questions, text the word team to that same phone number, and one of us will be in contact with you, with you to talk about your next steps. We hope you have a great week this week. We are so glad that you joined us today. We will see you again next week.